Hi, and welcome to The Expansive, a podcast dedicated to helping individuals and organizations be more expansive in how they live their lives and how they approach the future. My name is Eric, and I'm coming to you from a freezing, freezing, did I mention freezing Joburg today? I'm a speaker, I'm an author, uh, I'm an executive coach, and of course, the most important of all is that I'm one half of The Expansive Podcast. And I'm joined by my ever-elegant co-host, John Sane. John, how are you doing, brother? Um, wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much for introducing the podcast in a brand new way. If you, this is your first time you listen to this podcast, we don't usually introduce it like that. We are starting to fine-tune things and upgrade things. And so welcome to it. My name is John Sane. I'm a speaker and an author and a faculty member at a couple of universities around the world. Our passion lies in helping individuals and organizations living a more expansive life. And so Eric and I are constantly reading, researching, writing, and speaking about these topics. And every week, we bring it to you live on LinkedIn and Facebook at 3 p.m. South African Central Time, and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. It is also cold here, uh, Eric. Uh, as you can see, we both uh, dressed <laughs> quite heavily. I got the heater on full time. I am really, really thankful and uh, Happy every time I jump into a hot shower because I know it's a huge privilege <laughs> that many people around the world don't have. And I really am. I, I stand mm. under that shower and, I'm, and, I, and I say a gratitude prayer every time that happens. But uh, it is a harsh time in South Africa at the moment. And we're going to be speaking about that through this podcast today. But before we do that, Eric, tell our listeners a little bit about how we are going about growing our podcast. Mm. Yeah, you know, I've, I've always loved the name The Expansive because it is manifested in so many ways for us in creating this podcast. And I think it's always been this call to action for us in terms of how can we live more expansive lives? And then as a result of that, how can we also be expansive with the podcast? And so recently we decided to be a lot more intentional. We are now about 74, 75 episodes deep with a podcast. And so we are putting a lot more effort into just getting the word out there. And one of the things that we are doing is that we are looking for partners to work with. Um, this, this is sort of a deep integration of the expansive into the organization, but also them becoming a headline sponsor for the podcast. But I think something that I'm really excited about as well is the second way that people can get involved with the podcast, which is the friends of the expansive. And the friends of the expansive is a new segment that we are essentially introducing where we every second week will use our platform to raise the platform of other businesses, individuals, uh, people who want to be involved with our brand, but also brands that we want to be involved in because we we value what they do. We like the vision that they have. We like what they're doing. Did I capture that right? What do you think? Yeah, I think, I think you did really well. Uh, just to summarize, we are in the process of looking, and I think we kind of found, but not really, a partner and a sponsor that we want to integrate into that organization, do learning experiences for that organization while they're a headline sponsor for our brand. And that's kind of a six-month process that we want to follow. So if you know of any organization or you are part of any organization, let's chat and let's connect and uh, please send us DMs so we can chat about that. And if you're a smaller business and you don't think that you can be a partner or, or, or can have the budgets to sponsor, we are going to be looking at showcasing and having people that are friends of the expansive aligned with our values that we can help them share their message and we can trial some of their products and give you feedback as mm. well. So we can be an upward spiral of upliftment and helping everywhere we can. 
So I thank you for sharing that, Eric. I think it's a, it's a great sort of uh, process that we can share with our listeners as well while we're going through the process of growth and expansiveness and helping other people also follow some of those tools and experiments and uh, processes that we follow mm. as well. Mm. I, I think it was a lady the other day who said she was too scared to get into TikTok. And then after listening to our podcast last week, she was like, okay, I've got to get into TikTok. Mm. And I think that's the real key here. I don't know if Eric and I have all the answers, but we are courageously experimenting, trying to figure out what is working and what isn't working. And this is the journey we're hoping that you join us with, whether you're a friend, a partner, or just a listener, mm. be courageous with us, experiment with us as we go through this uncertainty. Yeah, I love that. Listen, um, I, we have to segue into the topic for today. It's quite a serious topic because it's it's quite a serious time that we are living in at the moment. And I think especially in South Africa, you know, there's emotions are high. There's a lot happening. I was telling you just before we jumped on here that we were going to the shops at, and the shelves are empty. Um, I'm not giving all that much context. I'll leave it up to you. Uh, the shelves are empty. We were trying to get petrol. We had to queue. And every petrol station we drove by had these long queues waiting for people to get in. And then you made a video recently about it, about the situation, about what's happening, about some context around it. And people really responded to it in a big way. So do you want to like tell us a bit more about what's happening and what is the perspective that you gave to people around it? Yeah, it is a serious time and I don't want to take anything away from anybody's pain um, and sorrow that you're feeling uh, through this process of loss that we're going through at the moment. But I also wanted to jump on social media and just share some insights and patterns that the whole world are going through. As South Africans, we often get to a place where we suffer from South Africanism. And by that, I mean, we become micros microscopically focused on our issues and think that we're the only ones having them. And that's because we are so far flung away from the rest of the world that we become myopic in our focus. And so what most South Africans do is we say, well, this is a South African issue. This is terrible what's going on with the government. This is terrible what's going on with the situation in society and people are hungry and all of those things are absolutely valid. And I don't want to take anything away from those because we are in a dire situation in South Africa. But the point of the video that I was trying to make was this is a global transformation. This is a global break in the way that things have always been done. And there has to be some sort of turmoil before we can find ourselves finding new patterns of adding value to the world. And if we look at what's happened in Palestine, Israel, in the riots in America, in the issues they have had in, in England and bringing all those statues down, and you think about Me Too movement, and you think about all these different processes and changes that are happening around the world, we are not exempt from it, but we're also not the only ones of it, in it. And because in South Africa, we have such a disparity of wealth, in fact, we have the worst disparity of wealth in the world, we also will most probably have the worst type of reaction to the situation that's happening. And so, yes, as much as terrible as it is and as hard as it is for both people living in Natal as well as in Gauteng, but also in the rest of the country as well, the, the problem here goes back generations because it's been a generational issue where we've had wrongdoings and apartheid and all of those things have really created a horrific space for millions and millions of people in South Africa. And then we had a government that for the last eight years wasn't doing a great job and it further sunk the South African society into more despair. 
And this is now a reaction to that. And this is now a, it's almost like a, a stand up against all the atrocities that have happened. Mm. But the whole point of my video was as bad as it is, everybody's going through something. And it's important for us to have context. It's important for us to step back and go, look, we can become part of the solution or we can sit on the sidelines and become negative, become angry, become hostile, but those don't ever help. And context always helps me. And the easiest context that you and I can share is that right now we're in winter in South Africa and we know that summer's around the corner. What does that do? It just gives us context. It knows that we're not in winter forever. We also know that summer is going to be a better time. And so we don't have to be stuck in a negative mindset around winter like this forever. And that's the whole mm. point of the video is the context of where we are. I remember the first time, I think I was about five years old or four years old, where I started to realize there were seasons. I remember not enjoying winter and then thinking, oh my God, this is going to be it. And then all of a sudden it got warm again. I was like, oh, there's a cycle here. Mm. And so the whole point of the video was, look, there's a cycle at play. And we need to be patient with the cycle. We need to get involved, protect where we need to, but also have empathy where we need to. And this is not bringing any criminal activity into play and not condoning it. And I'm obviously not uh, happy with any of the stuff that's happening. And one or two people messaged me and said, look, uh, you can't take away the criminal issue that's happening around South Africa and the stealing and the looting. And I agree, you can't. But if you just zoom out and look at the pattern, Every country is having its own internal turmoil of some sorts, questioning some systemic issue, whether it's masculinity, toxic masculinity, or if it's racism, or if it's classism, or if it's capitalism. And if you think of all of these, they've been challenged around the world. And here in South Africa, we have poverty, and we have classism, and we have racism. So we have a lot that's going on here that needs to be sorted out. So it's a tough time. But with all transformations, as you've always said, they always start off with sadness. And here we are where this sadness is, for me, something that we need to sit with, we need to be with, we need to help where we can, and we then help the society on whole really come out of this together. And so that's kind of what I made the video about. Mm. You, you also mentioned the fourth turning when you, when you were like making the video. Um, do you want to just give, quickly like, give context to that as well? Sure. I think we covered the fourth turning on the podcast, yeah, uh, but have. I'll do it again very quickly. Uh, 1996, a book came out by Neil Howe and William Strauss. They are the guys who came up with the generational archetypes of baby boomers, Gen X, Gen Y, and Gen, and Gen Z. And they did some research around the cycles that humanity go through. They call them saculums, which are these 80-year, 100-year cycles. Within these 80-year, 100-year cycles, there are four 20-year cycles, almost a spring, win summer, autumn, and winter. And in this research, they showed that humanity had been going through these cycles and they really could only research back to the 1600s because that's where the sort of paperwork ended, the trail ended. But obviously the cycles that have gone past that. But these 80-year, 90-year, 100-year cycles really are causing all the growth, death, maturation, and sort of unraveling of our society through this process of spring, summer, autumn, and winter. And where we are today is the end uh, or nearing the end of winter, the crisis. And this last time this 80-year cycle ended was 1946, where we had World War II end. 
and that whole world imploded and, and sort of ended. And what we had at the beginning of 1950s, late 1940s, was the birth of a new world. You know, there was a renaissance. There was the United Nations, the International Monetary Fund, space programs, jets. There was so much going on. And so we must realize that where we are is winter. And are we losing people? Yes, but they lost people in the war. Are we fighting a war? Yes, we are in many, on many fronts. It's not just a war of guns. It's a war of disease. It's a war of gender roles. It's a war of class. There's multiple wars that are happening right across the board. And if you think about GameStop, for example, GameStop was a stab at capitalism about how the old school of people have been holding on to the power and not wanting to let go. And mm. guess what? The new generation came and stopped trying to compete with them and created a new currency created a new economic system called Bitcoin. And so if you think about it, it's the old school bankers that don't like Bitcoin because it doesn't give them the power like it used to give them. And so this is right across the board, you know, and this is the thing that's being fought against. And mm. in South Africa, we having it done in this way, but around the world, it's been done in every single way you can imagine. And it's going to even grow with more momentum because according to the fourth turning, we're only out of this by 2026, 2028. So we really have another four years to six years of mm. tough times ahead of us. And it's important mm. for us to lay low, stay focused, and keep in mind the context that we're in. You know, um, the idea of the fourth turning, I heard from you for the first time when I went in and read a, a little bit about it. And the, the next season, so the spring that you talk about, once you come out of crisis, they call that the high. Yes, and, the high. and the the one sentence I saw that kind of encapsulates what that time is about is that society collectively knows where they want to go. Mm. And so, I mean, that it's quite exciting to, to be working towards that. And I think we mm. always know, and we've always seen that like when, when you want growth, it's almost impossible to avoid catastrophe. It's almost like that, that's always the catalyst for the biggest and the most profound growth is when things start breaking down. And I think for a very long time, we've known that we've had very unsustainable practices that we haven't been doing things intentionally, you know, working towards growth. We've just kind of been in many ways, maintaining the status quo and trying to keep things the way they are. And it creates this tension because there is a lot of acceleration. There is a lot of forward movement, but there's a lot of holding back as well. And at some point, like it needs to break for it to, to build towards something new. So I totally get that. Something I'm wondering about as we speak about this now is the cycle might come to an end soon. Cause I, I was actually speaking to a coach yesterday. You know, I don't think people understand quite what the, what it's going to feel like when all of these technologies that are converging at the same time, blockchain, AI, neural networks, all of that, you know, we've been saying for many years that there's going to be paradigm shifts happening every few years, right? Like it's not going to be like 10 years or, or 15 years when there's a paradigm shift. It's going to be happening frequently and rapidly. So I'm, I'm wondering, trying to make this cohesive, I'm wondering whether even as we enter into spring and there is some collective direction, if we're still going to be dealing with an immense amount of uncertainty and chaos because of the technology that is so rapidly going to be changing the world that we live in. Yeah, I think it's a great question. You know, I don't think anybody can give you the answer either. Mm. I, I definitely don't have it. But what I do think is that over the next four, five, six years, we'll become okay with uncertainty. Mm. 
I think what you've just highlighted is projecting an old need for certainty onto the future. Mm. And when people talk about um, universal basic income, they're projecting current world situations and then saying, well, if we pay people $2,000 now, there's going to be a stuff up. But we need to think about UBI in future terms where we have a zero marginal cost society, where most things are digitized and replicated at zero cost. Giving $2,000 UBI then when most things are taken care of over the next 10, 15, 20 years, we have a totally different life and so a different world. So we can't project our existing nuances into the future. And mm. so the one that you've just done is how will we deal with uncertainty when so much change? I think eventually we're going to be like, okay, well, there is no certainty. Mm. And so this is how we need to actually show up in a world that requires intuition and doesn't require long-term planning, but requires short-term decision-making, whereas automation and all these things will take care of the long-term processes you know, for us in many mm. ways because they'll be smarter at it. And one quick example, Google Maps. Mm. You know, it, just, mm. it understands what's coming and where it's going. There's a great YouTube account called Yes Theory. Have you ever watched them? Uh, I thought you were going to say Eric Kruger, but it's fine. Oh, I, mean, I'll, I'll I meant just, Eric I'll, Kruger. I'll, I'll just kind of... I'll just write that off. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, meant, know yes I meant Eric Kruger. Yeah, I meant Eric Kruger. Yeah. Um, so Yes Theory did this thing recently where they had this guy, a genius uh, developer with AI, come in and set up a system where they would travel according to what the AI told them to do. Mm, I saw that. And they had so many synchronicities that they didn't even know were possible. So what, and, and the AI had understood more things than they could have and created more synchronicities for them that they even didn't know were possible. Mm. And so we must understand that we, I don't think, and, and to be honest with you, I have no idea what's coming. So I don't think anybody really understands what's coming, but we have to shift from brawn to intelligence to intuition. And this is the shift that's so difficult to make because the last two, 300 years, logic, intelligence, and process-driven thinking was what we were taught at school. And now all of a sudden, automation can do that a bazillion times faster at a bazillion times cheaper. And so now all of a sudden, we left with what? Mm. Intuition. And mm. nobody really knows how to deal with it. So it's a tough time. You know, We have to develop a brand new muscle through this process. And in For South sure. Africa, unfortunately, we are very much in the sad space at the moment while we're breaking away from the old world. And we have to find a new solution. You know, We have to find something new that helps the hungry people. And mm. um, that's why we're wanting to do partners of Expansive and why we want to work with friends of Expansive. We want to do more things that we can help more people through this process as well. Mm. Listen, brother, I want to end with... Uh a bit of encouragement for people that are going through the winter at the moment that, you know, feel overwhelmed by crisis. Uh, but before we get to that, I just wanted to quickly give a shout out to everyone who's joining us live today. Uh, Cause we have uh, people from Texas. Rhonda. Houston, we have from Dubai. Uh, What's up, we Irene? Have, uh, Ella from the USA. We What's have up, uh, obviously people from SA as well. I see we've reached Shab. France. Carla, thank you. Bonjour, Carla. Bonjour. <laughs> and then uh, I'm not quite sure where that is in SA from Monica, but thank you for joining. Reading Reis. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Reading Reis. Reading Yeah, sorry. I should well, have left that to you. I don't know why I yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I was going to work on your Afrikaans. I don't know nothing Afrikaans. Buy a bikki. That's what I don't know. Like, cool, brother. So, I mean, uh, I think just to end off, you know, for people to 
see themselves through winter without us actually knowing how long winter is still going to last. What are some thoughts there? Yeah, it's not an easy time. It's a tough time. You know, it's, it's an emotionally tough time. You know, I'm writing my new book, um, which I still don't have a title for. I'm actually not f- trying to figure out what my new title is. But anyway, we'll get to that <laughs> in another topic. But I, I, I was I was dealing, I was working with my copywriter and, you know, I worked very closely with my copywriter for about six months before the book is launched. And I was talking about my own sadness. And, and the first part of the book is about becoming consciously, courageously aware on your sadness. And it's a sad time, man. We're losing mm. people. It's businesses aren't what they used to be. We have no uns- no certainty. We everything seems to be up in turmoil. And, and 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 as much as we understand the patterns, it really just is a sad place. And I think this process is it's okay to be sad. It's okay to have sorrow. It's okay to mourn. It's okay to be in winter. And for us to sit with these emotions rather than trying to avoid them, to sit with the pain instead of trying to drink them away or smoke them away or eat them away. I think these are just things that we have to do as humanity. And, and, and it's okay to sit with these things, you know. So my first, my first tip to myself, it's okay to be lazy. It's okay to be mournful. It's okay to be sorrowful. Change your goal sets into not towards survival, but towards maintaining a more low, low level living process so that you are safe, you're healthy, your friends are safe and healthy. You're not traveling too much where you can get stuck somewhere, get exposed yourself to the disease. You don't want to stretch yourself financially because if there's issues financially, then there's an issue. It's just really a time of, of sitting. And I said this in the video, fuss bait, you know, sitting strong, sitting low, sitting strong. That's really what I think is the most important thing. I don't know when this is going to end, especially in South Africa. You know, this could carry on for the next couple of days or weeks. We don't know. But overall, we need to become okay with just sitting in that sorrow and uh, sending energy and love and prayers to whoever we think um, needs them. Mm. From, from my side, I think one thing I've been acutely aware of is that, you know, initially when you start facing adversity, like the early days of the pandemic, for example, like, there's a certain resilience that you can tap into because you have reserve energy. You know, like you weren't facing a, a mighty foe before that. And so you have energy to go into this and like you can just kind of grit your teeth and get through to the other side. And typically what would happen is that once you get through, hopefully the challenge or the adversity is, is gone. You've worked your way through it as well. And so you get a bit of a respite, a bit of a time to breathe re like regain some energy and then at some point because life is non-linear of course you'll face some adversity again but what's been so different now is that for 15 months there's been no letting up there's been no time to just go and just like just breathe you know it's just like one thing after the other and it's like if it's not uh covert it is uh you know race issues if it's not that it is poverty issues if it's not that you know this there's been something going on the entire time and so I think what, what the shift is for me is that, sure, initially, resilience is a big focus. But I feel like over time, what the focus becomes is psychological stamina, is that you you know by now what the process of resilience is. You know you need to connect to people. You know you need to sleep well. You need to uh, eat well. You need to exercise. Like we, I feel like we all know. We are all resilience experts in that way. We know what we need to do. But what's important is that you become a lot more intentional 
with looking after yourself now because with no end in sight, make sure that you are as intentional with this process as you can be. Like script it out for yourself. Make sure that you, like I would say tick box it, you know, like create a to-do list so that you don't forget to look after yourself because otherwise it's so easy to get sucked into the chaos and at some point it's just going to spit you out. And the only way to prevent that is to say, oh yes, I have to remind myself to get good a good night's sleep. I have to remind myself to connect to people around me. So, so be more intentional with the way that you look after your physical, emotional, spiritual well-being. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, it's yeah, it's not easy. I mean, even for you and me, Eric, you know, it's like people often think because we speak about these things and write about them, we find it's like, you know, it's a tough time. You know, our business has got taken out at the knees. We still haven't recovered. Thank goodness we have certain privileges and we're able to get through this. But yeah, it's a sad time. It's a sad time for everybody. And I think it's okay to be sad. And it's okay to sit with that. Uh, you don't have to yeah. avoid it. Anyway. On that, on that note. On that um, note. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Sorry about one, that. Well, one last, uh, one last hurrah is to also say thank you for people joining in from Switzerland. Uh, we have Zane from Jordan. Oh, we no, Zane. Hello, Zane. Daniel no. from Cape Town. It's and then Danielle. last time, Abdeslam ah. uh, from Morocco. Listen, yeah, so everyone. Morocco in December. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, we love people joining in. Thank you so much for joining us live today. If you want to be part of the, this show, I guess in a way I can say that, join us at 3 p.m. South African Standard Time every Wednesday. We don't miss an episode. Uh, we'd love for you to join us. Um, maybe we'll even do a bit of a Q&A question at some point. I think that'll be worth it as well. But until then, thank you for joining in. Uh, if you enjoy the podcast, you can always leave a review or a rating on iTunes. We love those. We love seeing them come through. Uh, thank you to those who have left reviews before. And of course, if you want to be a sponsor, a partner, a friend of The Expansive, then please feel free to DM us. Uh, you can find uh, John on email, hello at johnsonny.com and eric at ericruger.com. So thank you for that. Thanks so much, Eric. Always a pleasure doing this with you. Everybody out there, please look after yourselves. And once you've done that, please go look after somebody else or an animal. Ciao. Cheers.